Welcome to another episode of TA at Home with Barry and Callie. This is Callie. This is Barry. <laughs> yeah, no, I literally was about to say this is Brad because I was staring at Brad. And Barry and Brad sound very similar. So you can see where the confusion came in. Well, spoiler alert, our guest this week is none other than Medline's data man, Brad <laughs> Janish, our director of workforce planning and analytics. This is our first time clapping on a podcast. I feel like you have one of the most important sounding titles in all of Medline. Importanty? That's not a word. Yeah, it is now. Like, like the workforce, the planning, the analytics, like all of it together. It just, it's maybe we should let Brad talk. Hi, Brad. Very strategic. (laughs) Hey guys, how are you? (laughs) Brad, you sound so happy to be here with us today. (laughs) I'm totally thrilled. I'm just a little nervous. <laughs> Don't be nervous. We always have so much fun whenever the three of us are on a call together. Always. Brad, so prior to Medline, you worked at McDonald's for a very long time. And so do you still eat at McDonald's or is that something like you can never do again because you know all the secrets? It's a great question. It's, uh, it's kind of ironic Before I started at McDonald's, I used to eat a lot of Burger King. And uh, when I joined McDonald's, I stopped eating Burger King. And for about 15 years, I had not had a single Burger King hamburger. So when I left McDonald's, I I immediately went to Burger King. You just did this out of like company solidarity? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You got to be loyal and true to your company, you know? Oh my Shelly, God. are you using Cardinal Health products? Is there something we need to know? No, I mean, I'm just saying, you know, it's like, no, I definitely would feel strongly about Medline products, but I feel like when it came to food, I don't think I could be that loyal. I was that disciplined. Yes, I was that disciplined. But I, I do, I, I mean, like, I still eat McDonald's. Yes, I do eat McDonald's. Okay, but like Burger King is trash. And I could say that because my family is actually in the Burger King business, but you it's trash. shut up. You shut your mouth. Have you had a chicken fry? Oh, I just love the frame flame broiled Whopper. Their chicken so, fries. I also, I'm sorry. Their French fries are good. Uh-uh. I, I would say that McDonald's does edge them out on French fries. So. so you switched from Burger King to McDonald's when you started working at McDonald's, but now that you know all the secrets and left McDonald's, are you back to Burger King or where are we at? No, I, I don't have any loyalty anymore I mean like I do enjoy like I said <laughs> that, that didn't come out right but that, that <laughs> your wife's walking by listening to you saying that <laughs> what, is, what is he talking about <laughs> no but <laughs> okay where do we pick up now <laughs> wait I feel like the front like probably 10 12 episode of this podcast all we talked about was food and we haven't gone there in a while. And I'm like, God, I miss this. I just love talking <laughs> about food. <laughs> I do want to just on the topic before we get sidetracked off fast food, like Wendy's deserves more credit though. Cause like Wendy's is delicious. I agree. Like their chicken nuggets, like they're the best. No, they're chili, they're baked potatoes. Like I'm all on board, but here's the thing. I'm equal opportunity when it comes to fast food. I'm on board with all of it. Except Arby's. I don't really get Arby's. Like, what's going on there? Who's eating there? I agree with you. My my son 
like Arby's is at a resurgence, but my, like my son loves Arby's. I my will say I like love their marketing. <laughs> that makes me laugh. <laughs> they have the meats. They have the meats. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously you left McDonald's. For anyone who didn't follow that story, Brad used to work at McDonald's. <laughs> That's me. Did we ever actually cover that <laughs> during all that nonsense? Um, but now you're at Medline, which is obviously way better, right? Because like you have me and me. No, I was just, I had a period at the end of my time. No, <laughs> no comparison. This is 10 times. I mean, Callie, Ronald McDonald, Callie, yeah. Ronald McDonald, like you're kind of one of the like same. Clowns, not me. <laughs> okay but seriously all fast food and joking aside you as a whole brought something very important to Medline that was so so long overdue <laughs> um so I I want to be able to set it up for people who don't know you or haven't worked with you like what is your job yeah so <clears throat> I'm obviously the director of workforce planning and analytics. And really what that entails is trying to create some type of practice, right? Regular routine associated with how HR uses information kind of in a more of a fact-based manner to right, make decisions pertaining to people. And hopefully at the end of this, right, in the long term, that we can get to kind of how those decisions ultimately impact business outcomes, right? So upon kind of entry, a lot of my work has consisted of just getting an understanding of where are we at from our system standpoint? Where does the data reside? How is it organized? How are we currently measuring things? And then start to kind of get it into a consolidated you know, location so that we can start to create some efficient processes that allow us then to get products out there um, into the hands of the HR professionals so that they can start to really kind of have a line of sight in terms of these, you know, key performance indicators, I'll call them, right, for people. And then as we kind of graduate, the intent is for us to make the connections between those key performance indicators, right, and their outcomes, and are we driving the right outcomes relative to the strategies that we look to implement or the tactics that we're executing on? And then how does that ultimately translate into some of the larger outcomes? Like, operational efficiency or performance, right? Or in some cases, improved sales results, right? So that's kind of like at a high level. We just recently launched the National People Report, um, which is an offering to all of HR. It's exclusive to HR, but it provides kind of the critical metrics, both point in time and trended information. We'll continue to tweak the offering. In the long run, then, what we're looking to do is actually incorporate additional items, right? So like this is the business related metrics and be able to start to draw connections to those through kind of deeper, you know, statistical analysis. So, um, you know, we've had some successes out of the gate. Um, we look to kind of collect the voice of the employees and HR to see what additionally they want to see. And um, we'll build those into tools and different offerings as we move forward. So. The intent is once again, just to get into a position that um, we feel we're, we're more informed through data, right? To make these decisions pertaining to people. People data is very new to Medline. You know, certainly we've had some reporting, you know, what we've seen you come out with recently is more of, you know, visualizations, you know, making it easier for people to kind of take some of this information in. 
um, as we as an organ organization shift to this, right? Like a data-driven approach to thinking about people holistically, what do you think some of the biggest mistakes we could potentially <laughs> make here are? Well, I'll, what I'll tell you is, is that everything boils down to the data, right? So having a very good, thorough understanding of where the data comes from, right? How it's um, input and then ultimately how we can use it is absolutely fundamental, right? If you have the opportunity to engage with myself or Garv, who is a member of my team, right? You'll hear us on the front end of any type of engagement is try and understand what is the what is the group trying to accomplish. And then as we get into the data, we'll ask a lot of detailed questions and then we'll really immerse ourselves with it. Oftentimes, I, th I think a lot of organizations, they try to launch these initiatives and they don't put in the due diligence on the front end to really kind of understand comprehensively what do we have access to? Do we have quality issues? Do we have to structure it differently? You know, do we have to do different things that ultimately get it into a usable form that we have confidence in, right? How bad, when you first got here, like how bad was it? Um, it our data isn't necessarily bad. I would tell you that I don't think that it's any different from any other organization that I've been a part of. And I've had the opportunity to be a part of a number of great companies, right? And it's it's ironic that a lot of people have this belief that the larger the organization, right, the better that they are with their systems and data. The, the reality is, is that that's not the case. Medline is no different from any other organization. It has the same set, similar set of challenges. So even though we do have some challenges at points with our data, right, the reality is, is that we still have good data, right, and we still can use it. Um, there may be a little bit of a, you know, deeper involvement on our end to understand it and solve for it at points, but we get through it and we do it. Um, but it's, you know, no different from any other organization. I'll tell you that. It's good to hear. Yeah. So, Brad, you're, like I mentioned early on, you're a data man, right? Even in these first few minutes of this podcast, there's been some vocab words that I don't use on a daily basis. You're a guy, you're a nerd guy, right? Your numbers nerd guy, nerd man, right? Self-proclaimed? Okay, but I also feel like you are not stereotypical nerd numbers analytics boy, right? You've got like cool Brad side. You got a boat, you got lake life, you know? There's other, there's other parts to you. I want to hear a little bit about that. Yeah. <laughs> that was the most like that was a, a hilarious setup and Brad's face the whole time was like okay we're halfway through this podcast but how do I get out of this like how do I <laughs> well so a couple things right so from a professional standpoint I think it's important to understand that you know by education and trade I'm an HR professional right so like but I've always kind of had this interest in data right my background is in IO psychology and business and then I got the master's degree in HR, but I always had kind of this interest in how do we measure things and see the outcomes as a result, right? Um, but it draws from kind of a practical experience in occupying roles as an HR professional within benefits, right? Within um, HR generalist business partner roles, right? As well as kind of, you know, 
employee relations and labor relations, but then, you know, the majority of the concentration of my, my experience has been in kind of data and analytics for HR, right? Um, but on a personal side, you know, you know, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not a total dork um, <laughs> that just, you know, just consumes myself with analysis and data. Um, I do like, I do like to chill out. Break down stereotypes here, Brad. Yeah, you know, I, I like to chill out. I like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm chill. So. <laughs> Hashtag <Exactly>. chill. <laughs> Well, tell us, tell us about, I mentioned Lake Life. Tell us that you are, are someone who, um, you have a boat and know how to relax and get away. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So for me, um, I've been a lifelong boater. My parents were boaters. You know, I grew up in a, you know, a group of boaters, right. From the time I was really small and I just had great memories of it. And then when I got a little bit older and started a family, I wanted to share some of that with my family. So we ended up buying a boat. We've had, you know, a boat for a while and I've got four kids and my wife and I like to get out to the lake and just relax on the weekend. So we've got a little place up, you know, north in the uh, um, chain of lakes uh, that we go to on the weekend and just relax. So, you know, during the week it's throttled down, right? You put in the hours, you know, but then on the weekends, you know, Friday night rolls around, head up to the lake and just relax. So unfortunately in the winter, you know, I'm high and dry, but uh, during the summer, I really do love just to chill out at the lake. What's, you know? what's your winter, like when you sign off and you're like, this is the longest day, like, is it a glass of wine in Real Housewives? What are you doing? <laughs> uh, no, no, it's, <laughs> it, it's not, not wine and it's definitely not Real Housewives. <laughs> It's, it's, you know, sadly to say during the week, it's just nonstop. I mean, like you guys, well, I'm typically online pretty late, um, but uh, I do enjoy watching news, right? I do enjoy watching news programs. So it's kind of ironic. We, na we named, you know, our national people report with the acronym NPR, right? <laughs> I actually watch the NPR regularly on the news because it's just a, I just, I love Isn't hearing about Isn't your life stressful enough? No, that's my release. I just, I love, I love politics. I love current events. I just like learning uh, and kind of, that. yeah, that's just boring. But that's how I-, I take that, it back, you are stereotypical <laughs> 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 Sorry. I take back everything I said. Sorry. Let's just edit out. I can't even watch the news. I'm too much of a scaredy cat for that. Yeah, same. It just depresses me. I, for me, I, you know, I can't, especially during like this COVID time, right? Like there's nothing that's on TV that I haven't already watched, right? Like, so it's like, you're just watching reruns of stuff, at least for you me. You are so wrong. I, I mean, I mean, just so wrong. Like, We've had new Housewives seasons. Sorry, Elliot Stabler and Mariska Hargitay. I used one character's name and one actress's name. That was what I meant to do. But still, like, came back together. That's television you should be watching. That's history in the making. Is Law and Order still on? That I don't watch that stuff. Really it's too scary. 
I'd rather watch the news. I also uh, love Brad. Like the best thing about you is like you can just you just like take it. Like we are just like on a call with you and you're trying to like work for a second and we're trying to like have some fun and you're just like, okay, I guess we're doing this now. Like I'll listen to them banter about this. So we appreciate you. I well, I I I'll tell you, I do enjoy I enjoy all the interactions that I've had. The team is just phenomenal. Um I I I can't wait for the opportunity to get into the office because I mean, candidly, you know, I have not met anybody in person. And it's yeah, so that. weird to think I've never seen you in person. I know. Yeah. Like, are you tall or not? No, I feel like I'm, you're tall. I'm, I'm 4'11". <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I'm just average height. I'm 5'9". So. You're 5'9"? Five nine, five ten, somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah, I would have absolutely yeah. thought you were like six two. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's Not so me. strange. Yeah. You're gonna be like, I think deadline TA. They're like you're five foot or you're six foot. It like our height different. What's the word? Differentiation. Differential. differential. Yes. Thank you for the thank you for the help, nerd boy. Our height differential <laughs> is like all over the map I feel like don't you think Barry yeah well I just like stopped growing and I was always the tallest kid in the class growing up and then all of a sudden I wasn't and I just stopped it's really sad that was like the most incredible story I've ever heard in my life Callie (laughs) wait Brad that is a good question though like on so this is TA at home so we're supposed to be having fun right but like at a work meeting when Barry and I go into like you know Callie and Barry mode and like move away from professional level like what is the commentary going on in your head I love it I, I'm not <laughs> kidding when I say it I just love it I mean I, it, I feel like you're full of shit but I'm gonna talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. there have been those meetings that just managed to drag on but I do enjoy the conversation it makes me smile nobody so. drags on a meeting like I do like that's true I have it's a true skill I have that is absolutely accurate. There's been a couple of times that Barry has, <laughs> has refused to get off the call. <laughs> well, I just like spending time together and it makes me sad when everyone leaves. Like if we have oh, 10 minutes sorry. left in the call, like we should stay on that call for the extra 10 minutes and just like be in each other's presence. So you started virtually, which I cannot even begin to wrap my head around what that's like. So what was What's that like? like? And your thought process and like how you're going to feel going into the office now plus cuckoo for Cocoa Pops. Well, so the, the transition, I, you know, I've said it before, I, I was just blown away by the transition. It, it, to me, felt as seamless as possible under the circumstances. Um, my whole onboarding experience was, I think, great. The, the ability to kind of, everybody's been very welcoming from day one. Right. So that, I mean, just made everything so much, you know, the better under the circumstances. But, you know, I, I have been longing for the opportunity to get back into the office. I, I think we've all adjusted to kind of working from home and we've gotten into this new norm, but there's still this, you know, there's something about being in the office and having the personal interactions, you know, that you can walk over to somebody's desk or go out to lunch, you know, that, doesn't exist now. So I do look forward to that opportunity, you know, when it, when it presents itself, but, uh, 
the transition initially um, went very well. And I, I think, ironically, I think under the circumstances with starting a new role, what it gave me the opportunity was to really focus, right? I mean, like very much focus, right? And not having that commute as well, I had a lot of time to really dedicate right out of the gate to trying to get this, you know, initiative up and running. So in some ways it actually, I think worked to my benefit. Um, but once again, I do look forward to the interactions and the connections with people, you know, you know, in a more personal kind of one-on-one, -on -one, you know, manner in the office. I can't believe that you've never had Medline's Ranch chicken before. So is it like, what kind of chicken is it? Is it like fried chicken? <laughs> It's ranch chicken. It's 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 breaded chicken with like ranch seasoning. Okay. All right. And it just like melts in your mouth. Ranch chicken does sound gross. It sounds like a chicken breast dumped in ranch. Well, that's yeah. what I was envisioning, like yeah, chicken no. fingers and you're dipping yeah. them in ranch sauce. No, not the case. But you can do that. You can get chicken fingers and dip them in ranch. <laughs> nice. Yeah. You've got a lot to look forward to. Yeah. I as, if, as long as they got pizza. They got pizza. They got good every Friday, right? Yeah, every Friday. So long, I didn't even remember. And you get like a whole pizza. It's not a slice. It's like a whole pizza all to yourself. I'm big into pizza. Have you, do you guys know who Dave Portnoy is? Who? From our school. Dave Portnoy. Yeah. Yeah. He does these. So this is. So you asked also you what like I do. like five second pizza reviews, right? Yeah, yes. You ask what I do in my, you know, what what do I watch or what do I do on the time off, right? The downtime, right? I watch Dave Portnoy's pizza reviews and I just love them. Barstow, that's like the sports, right? Yeah, he's, but he's become, so he, he's got Barstool sports, but he's also got kind of like I guess now this online gambling through Barstool, but he's just such an interesting guy. Uh, when that all shut down with COVID, he started investing in the market and became kind of like this guru investor and made tons of money. It was just ridiculous, but he's such a character. He's just a really cool guy, but I, I really love his pizza reviews. So anyways. Interesting. Yeah. I enjoy a pizza review. He likes New York style specifically there's i guess new haven connecticut is known for their really thin pizza so he was actually in chicago a couple of weeks ago for the ncaa uh, AA tournament right in indianapolis they were in chicago though um and he just he did not give our pizza places a fair review he was not very favorable so i'm gonna be honest I'm not a chicago pizza girl like i don't like deep dish i don't get me wrong like i there's pizza in the Chicago land area, but I feel like Chicago's all deep dish. I hate deep dish. It's like you put the sauce in the wrong place on this pizza. This isn't a pizza. It's like a pie. Really? Yeah. You I don't like believe it. in it. I feel very strongly against it. I actually like New York style pizza. Like I want a big slice that I can fold. That's my jam. Wow. But I've never like been to New York. I have a style. Kelly like Papa John's and Domino's. I do. I do. All that's true. Um, but one of my, in the office, it's like one of my favorite scenes in any television show when he's like, oh, finally, I, whenever I come to New York, I like to get a real New York slice and he's in front of a Sbarro. <laughs> <laughs> Correct me up every time. Yeah. And I do love Sbarro. 
Fun fact. I do like Sbarro's. Yeah, it's good. It's yeah. hard to mess up a pizza. Oh, I've done it. <laughs> we, my my daughter's in culinary, and we we had to make a pizza, and we totally butchered it. Oh my gosh, you're so lucky. Does she like cook you amazing things all the time? No. Oh. <laughs> no. So she's not no. doing well in culinary school, or no? She does what? She, she does. She does well, but she's not cooking very often. Let's put it that way. So, and, and at least not for me. So. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Don't let her listen to this. <laughs> I'll be sure. I'll be sure. <laughs> I would love um, to end up with a chef. That would really bring me a lot of joy in my life. Like a good chef, like not a half-ass chef, like a McDonald's chef. Put that on no, your profile. Not a McDonald's chef. <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke, but I do like McDonald's. Wait, are there like, wait, this is actually an interesting question. Are there, do fast food places have like chefs that create new food or is it like food yeah. scientists no mcdonald's has chef dan chef dan I'm is not he kidding single? that's what he's he's known by I, I i think he actually was when i was there they got it so get this right in when it was based in oak brook they have a test kitchen right and they're they got culinary experts and chef dan is like the number one right guy right and he's got a team underneath him and they would come up with different recipes and creations, and then they would bring in people to sample them, right? And like you, you can literally view them doing kind of the whole sampling, and like they do taste tests, and they do. So it's a yeah. Why do I work at Medline? It's pretty neat. I like that would be my dream job is just testing fast food new menu items. I don't know why I thought that like the food from McDonald's comes in like frozen boxes off a truck from like a grocery store. Like I didn't realize like someone was, I don't get it. Well, oh, Chef Dan's I... not in a, like there's not a Chef Dan at every McDonald's. No, fair. No, but like they, they, the team ultimately that comes up with any new product offering, right? It's Chef Dan and that team that basically does it so like when for example like when they did the mcgriddles right i mean they went through multiple iterations on the mcgriddle right let's all just take a moment for mcgriddles <laughs> Brad, you're <Yeah>. not clapping <laughs> you can feel as strongly about mcgriddles as you and i do <laughs> mcdonald's hash browns though oh god they're hash browns yeah they're good we get them often for breakfast. They have great biscuits too. Yep. <laughs> Just to add. <laughs> At McDonald's Diet Coke. I know you guys don't drink so. I don't think either of you drink pop, but. Is it true that McDonald's Coke has extra syrup and that's why it tastes better than other places Coke? Um, I don't know. I have the answer to that one. Oh, is it secret? You can't tell us? Wink, no, wink. No, but I will tell you. This. <laughs> actually, actually, so. It's the fountain no, it's drinks. Are, so, in it, Callie. <laughs> well, the fountain drinks are like a you know they have the syrup which then mixes with the water at the, right. at the dispenser, right? So if they've got a combination that reduces the water, it's going to be more sweet, right? But here's an inside track for you with McDonald's. 
if you ever have their ketchup inside the restaurant through the dispenser, it's sweeter than the packets. I don't eat ketchup or look at it, so. Mind-blowing, right? That is mind-blowing. I want to go into a McDonald's, are McDonald's dining centers yeah, they're open. open? They're open. Oh my gosh, I really want to test out this theory now. Yeah. Well, not that it's a theory. It sounds like it's the truth from you, but. It is, it's sweeter. I guarantee wow. it. Try it, you'll take. You'll Why, do they put more sugar in it or something? There is, a, yeah, it's a different, there is a different mix for that. I'm terrified of ketchup. In fact, I would prefer if we change the subject. Barry Cutler has a fear of condiments that literally makes me insane because condiments are like the core of everything good and true in this world. And it, uh, it just makes me insane. Condiments are what sustained me during my college years. Same. I used to get hot dogs from the gas station and I would be like, oh, condiments are free. Blow it up. Yeah. So, sorry, we'll change it, Barry. We talk like about I have a drawer in my fridge even today as an almost 32 year old that consists solely of Taco Bell hot sauce and Papa John's garlic sauce. <laughs> Speaking of hot sauce, Barry, do you like hot sauce? No, no, no. Well, it's a condiment, Brad. And it's spicy. I mean, two worst things. You don't like spicy? No? She's infuriating. Got, it's like I hanging got, out with an eight-year-old. I got some true. real good hot sauce from Tennessee on my vacation. This stuff okay. is like in fuego. I like, love hot sauce. Like, I'm always looking for good stuff. So if I can order it online, you have to let me know what it is. Because I am okay. all about hot sauce. I will. I will tell you what the website is. They got tons and tons of sauces and they're oh all good. So I'm like spicier, the better. I love habanero. Habanero is like my favorite, like spicy flavor. This one's a combination of habanero, ghost pepper, and but, one that's like really high on the skull. Have one. you watched um, Hot Ones? No. It's so it's uh it's on YouTube, but I think it's on Hulu now too. And it, if you like this like guy with hot or with uh, pizza reviews, I think you'd like it. They interview celebrities, but like throughout the interview, they go like they have to eat a chicken wing that has like the next level of hot. See, I think that that should be a theme for you know TA at home, right? <laughs> I love that <laughs> idea. Take a very very <laughs> would be signed off in the first four minutes. <laughs> that was great. That was... No way. I like barbecue. It's such a good show. Anyone who hasn't watched Hot Ones, you need to watch it. They're on YouTube. It's really funny. Good stuff. I'm tired. Barry. Just want you guys to know that you can cut that out. Barry really keeps this show alive, Brad, if you hadn't noticed. <laughs> I feel well, like it's really on brand for me. Like I'm never in the mood for anything. Like I'm in depression. What do you want from me? That's true. Well, I'm <laughs> talking of a data guy, the geek. So nerd bomb. Brad, you're not a geek. You are awesome. Thank you. I don't know. This guy told us his downtime is watching the news. I know so that was weird. A little discouraging. I don't know. I don't really know if I can support cool Brad anymore. Can we maybe we could redo that real quick? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Do you think that? Having three teenage daughters like you do set you up better to deal with Barry and I in a professional standpoint? I think you have four. Do you have four? I've got four kids. Yeah. My oldest is my son. And then I've got oh. three daughters behind him. Yeah. See, I had it right, Barry. 
sort of. I thought you had four daughters. Yeah, but do, do, does that help? Because you got you can tolerate <laughs> us because you tolerate them. I think if you can tolerate my daughters, you can tolerate anything. <laughs> See, I was going to say, I bet not, because I bet his daughters are a lot more mature than that. No, I, I love my, they're, 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 you know, fantastic. But yeah, they, I mean, they're, they're all in the teenage years right now. So it can be challenging at times. And uh, I don't think that there's anything more challenging than having three teenage girls in the house. So if I had three of me as a teenager in a home, I would leave them. <laughs> <laughs> perfect teenager you didn't get any I, trouble you didn't cause any problems Barry I'm fine no. to believe yeah gonna go ahead and call bullshit on that one <laughs> I know I'm still recovering from those years let me tell you <laughs> oh man uh, well Brad, girl we, is hard. let me just say that so I what said, did you say I said being a teenage girl is really hard just wanna That's true. There. Being a grown woman is hard. So I don't know. Life is hard. Let's be real. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Wow. This got dark really quick. But anyways, Ed, thank you so much. I can't believe we kept you the full hour. I feel bad. You have like a life to lead and like children to raise. So thank you so much for taking some time to come on to you at home. I hope it wasn't too painful. No, it was fun. I thank you for having me. <laughs> we'll see how much of this makes the cut <laughs> I had fun which usually if I have fun I feel like it's usually a good episode do you ever not have fun sometimes oh like when when we do episodes just you and me oh right 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 <laughs> makes sense that's why we started bringing guests on because Kelly I mean, and Enjoying Barry, Barry, like also, can we really say every episode's fun? We've had Al Sater on, like oh, true. That's a good you know, yeah. Like these are things you need to think about before you ask questions like that. You know, <laughs> just be a little bit more thoughtful. Anyway, <laughs> Brad, you're Thank getting you again, Brad. After meetings with us, when you're just like ready to go, so I think we're gonna wrap this up. <laughs> All good. All right. Thank you. This is Barry.